It's the 401, episode 6, Monday, January 20th. I am currently in a pit of misery, but I am fighting through to bring you our sixth episode. I am your host, Tanner Ward, and here with me is my good buddy and co-host, Nick Duskit. The 401 podcast continues to grow with every episode, so thanks to everyone again for the support. We are nowhere near satisfied yet, though. Uh, we still have a long way to go to hit our target audience, which is everyone in the world, maybe some extraterrestrials as well. So help support the show by retweeting our stuff on Twitter, sharing our post on uh, about the show on Facebook. You can follow along on Twitter at 401pod, follow myself at TannerWard7, and you can follow Nick at in Dushkit 47 that is in does chat 47 don't forget to tell your friends family and every person you know about your new favorite show the 401 so today we're going to recap the NFL conference championships and go over some NFL news our questions we would ask uh, the coaches during Super Bowl media week a little bit over UFC 246 some baseball talk what we're going to ban who's flying high idiot of the week so let's jump right into the sixth edition of the 401. How was that? That was a damn good entrance, bro. Thank you, man. First take. One take. Everyone knows the rules. So let's kick it off. Championship Sunday. We start with the Titans Chiefs. Chiefs favored by seven, and they covered 35-24. You got anything on yeah, this? I, yeah, I mean, I didn't have any doubt. Really, Tannehill just didn't look athletic, and Mahomes did. <laughs> That's a good comp. Uh, my first note was on the Titans, just the gauntlet that they had to run. You know, they made it in the playoffs the last week of the regular season, so they basically had playoff games every week from week 14, 15 on. Uh, they had to go to New England, who's the defending champs. Always tough to win on the road at Foxborough in the playoffs, obviously. Then they had to go to Baltimore, 12-game win streak. They were the one seed. Uh, they had the MVP and Lamar Jackson get both those wins. Then they had to go to Kansas City, reigning MVP, winners of seven straight. And it's not just having to play those teams, Patriots, Ravens, Chiefs, but also where they're at, all outdoor stadiums in cold weather in January. Uh, truly fantastic run that the Titans put together this year. It was really fun to watch, especially in the playoffs. And, uh, I mean, it's – that was just a hell of a year that Titans put together. Yeah, you can't be disappointed in that season. Um, really not that much expectation. You know, everyone probably thought they were going to go typical 8-8, eight and eight, not even, mm -hmm. um, with not maybe not even a playoff picture. But they, uh, they bonded together, and they had one goal, and unfortunately they did run into, you know, even a hotter team almost right now. Well, you know, I don't think anyone had them in the playoff discussion, especially before the preseason. And then after Andrew Luck retired, I still don't think anyone really brought them into that discussion. Uh, but I also, I'm not too sure this team hasn't peaked already. I don't think the Titans fans should be overly optimistic. They're going to have to sink a lot of money to be able to retain Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Yeah, and, you know, they're not a big market. They don't like spending a lot of money. But, I mean, if they get them wins, you have to throw money, right? I mean, I I feel like Tennessee is going to throw them both money. The Derrick Henry discussion is very interesting. Teams that overpay for running backs have not been successful this year. I have this whole chart 
I'm going to actually go into it in more detail later, but here's your top six paid running backs. Okay. You got Zeke, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Devontae Freeman, Saquon Barkley. None of those guys made the playoffs. And four of those have double digit uh, average yearly salaries and the rest are like seven and a half and up. So teams how many, that's uh, how many how much money did both and Love Bell lose though from sitting out? I don't know. I mean Zeke got a ninety million dollar contract. Uh he's making yeah, I don't think he's worried about money, yeah, but yeah. he's not making I mean he is making fifteen a year. Le'Veon's making over thirteen a year at a fifty two and a half million dollar total contract. So I don't really think sitting out hurt any of them. Except for all oh, Lev Bell's pride <laughs> on one of the worst teams. But yeah. Uh, and again, I'm going to break that down a little bit more later because I want to keep the flow of this playoff talk going. Yeah. And uh, oh, my last note is I think they're going to pay for Tannehill. I think he's going to regress. He had a hell of a year. He made the Pro Bowl. He replaced Mahomes for the AFC Pro Bowl. But I just I feel like he's going to regress. Like we still don't know. Was Tannehill good or was he hot this year? Because there's a difference. He might have just been on a hot streak. Who knows if he'll he'll, he'll be able to uh, re-perform like this next year. Though the – oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, it's hard to tell, especially when he's only throwing eight or nine times a game too. Yeah. Like, you want to see – like, I mean, they tried it with um, Kirk Cousins this year, of not letting him throw it that much and just seeing if they could win, and they couldn't. They did. The Titans did find a way to, you know, not – throw it as much and still win but any game you have to at least throw it what like 15 times as a quarterback at least well i mean that that argument goes to shit as of yesterday because jimmy garoppolo had eight pass attempts well, it's playoffs it's a different story <laughs> but, but like in regular well, season, no i mean i kind of got to disagree because i feel like the vikings played their best football when cousins didn't have to throw it a lot because that means they were probably winning the game or oh, yeah, within a like, score and then they were controlling the clock Eight times is not a lot. No. And when Kirk Cousins threw it eight times, they think they lost, you know, whatever, how many times he did that, like in the beginning of the year. But when he's throwing it 15, 16 times, that's not that much. No, but but that's when they started winning. I mean, first, well, first game of the year, they dominated the Falcons week one. I think he was like eight of 10 passing. So, was he yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like, well, the Falcons were garbage then, too. So but we didn't know that yet. <laughs> But we know we now. We do know now. Hey, Dan Quinn still has a job, though. Yeah, but I just I, – I'd rather see see what he can do, you know. what? How many – he started half the year this year for the Titans, right? Yeah, start, uh, since week seven. Week seven is the first time he started. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to kind of go in and look and see how many attempts he was throwing um, for that run he had. But I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, right I don't now, either. So I'm guessing he, he'll need to be – Efficient at 15, 16 throws game next year if he signs his. Well, he's, I mean, Tannehill was putting up insane numbers. I think he led the NFL in like yards per attempt. And I don't remember what all they were, but he was like first and second in the NFL since week seven on versus every other quarterback in a ton of statistics. So he actually, I mean, playoff Tannehill and regular season Tannehill were different beasts in that the Titans, I think part of it was where they were going and who they were playing. 
as long as they didn't have to give up the run because of a negative game script, they were just going to keep running it down their throat. And that was their philosophy for the playoffs, where in the regular season, they kind of let Tannehill loose a little bit and he showed that he was, he could do it. You know, he was very efficient, like I said, from week seven on. So, yeah, and they had the lead almost the, uh, both the games, right? At all times. Yeah, right? they, they uh, jumped up. And, so. They jumped up like 10 0. Uh, and, yeah, not, ten nothing on the Patriots. Was it ten nothing or fourteen nothing against the Patriots? Uh, I just remember seeing ten nothing. It could have been fourteen. I don't really know. I can't remember either. But that means the Titans jumped out to a double digit lead all three games they've had in the playoffs. Yeah. So you think Kansas City's gonna be down double digits all three games? They've well, had? here's my stat: the Chiefs trailed both playoff games so far this year by double digits before they were able to get their first points. They were. It was a total of trailing thirty-four to nothing in two games, and in both games, the Chiefs led by halftime, which is insane. Trailed total of thirty-four nothing, and then scored what eight eight un, unanswered touchdowns, seven unanswered touchdowns in that span. Mahomes and their offense just picked them off. They were trying to do that zone defense, and that's something you do not do against the Kansas City Chiefs with no pressure whatsoever. Mahomes doing a couple shimmies, getting past everyone. Has that what thirty yard touchdown? Fifteen? I can't. Twenty something. It was, yeah, I think it was, was. It was thirty, wasn't it? I yes, I think so. That, that, um, I'm terrible with numbers. I don't know if anyone's noticed that, <laughs> but like, I'll see a number and then like later on, I'll be like, oh, this is what he did, and I'll say that number instead of the real number. You're terrible at pronouncing. I just numbers. see too many numbers. You're terrible at pronouncing words, remembering numbers. Like I, I don't really know what you bring to the table. <laughs> A mic and a headset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ch- but no, oh, um, no. Go ahead. I want to say this: mm-hmm. Scouts are probably a, as right as much as a meteorologist is right. Wait, what is? Scouts oh. are they get stuff right just as much as a meteorologist gets stuff right? Yeah, both get paid a lot of money to be wrong a lot. I know the Chiefs. That's a profession we should. Know. <laughs> the Chiefs' offense. Well, I mean, I'm I'm on that with my uh, my picks so far this playoffs. I'm just not getting paid the the money part. Yeah, Chiefs' offense, one of the most electric we've ever seen. Can I use the e word for this offense? You can. I accept. They are elite. This is an elite offense. Who are you going to take away? Last week against the Texans, Travis Kelsey goes for three touchdowns. This week. Against the Titans, Tyree Kill, five catches, 67 yards, two touchdowns. And then Sammy Watkins, the forgotten son of Kansas City, seven catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Had that 60-yard bomb. Uh, I don't really remember what that made the score, but, I mean, Sammy goes off. So, I mean, who can you even take away? Because when the Chiefs Chiefs want to, then out of nowhere, they start running the ball with Damian Williams, getting him super involved. I believe he had five catches for 44 yards in this one. But – I mean, you can't you can't pick and choose your battles with the Chiefs' offense. No, no. I mean, Sammy Watkins looked like the old Sammy old Sammy Watkins. Oh, um, Bill. He was a game. Cha- yeah, he was a game changer. Really, he he was opening up the defense, or not really. He was, you know, picking his pockets, going deep, you know, making good plays. And I haven't seen that in a while from him. But I mean, everyone else was, you know, themselves. Mm-hmm. Kelsey just sat in the pockets too. Got those, you know, 10, 15 yards every single time. 
I mean, the speed of Tyreek Hill. Even Hardman had a couple good plays, and that's all she wrote for uh, the Cinderella team. Yeah, I mean, zone coverage, you you referenced that they're so hard to run against the Chiefs because Travis Kelsey, he's one of the best at finding the soft spot of the zone, and Mahomes finding where Kelsey is. They have such good chemistry that, again, Travis Kelsey doesn't really have to stay on his route. He can just figure out where the zone is, where's the hole at. He's going to find it, and then Mahomes is going to find him. And then with a guy like Tyreek Hill, you almost have to press coverage him. And in zone, if he's running deep, you know, you got the safeties coming over to help. Well, they're, you know, 20 yards off of Hill to begin with. He's going to create so much separation with how good of a route runner he is that you just, it's almost impossible to run zone against the Chiefs. And they just ran too much of that. Whenever they were losing, when they lost the Titans in the regular season, uh, Colts and Texans, they were running a lot of man against them and it was successful. The Lions did it as well. Because Mahomes kind of struggled in that one, he pulled it to, pulled it together late, and that was the kind of the stretch that made people forget how good Kansas City was. And I believe it was Warren Sharp was pointing out like the success rate versus man and zone, the difference that it was. It was huge, and yeah, the Titans just ran too much zone yesterday. Yeah, and they're they're trying to say like you need to confuse them too if you're gonna run the zone, so you like you disguise it as like a probably like a blitz or. Um, you know, like up at the line and then he dropped back. But Mahomes had all day to throw and he just looked great. Yeah, and that's been one of the big issues for Kansas City is their offensive line. And, I mean, when Mahomes is getting that kind of time, you're toast. Like there's there's just no stopping Mahomes if he is able to get time in the pocket. I actually want to look up how many sacks he took this year because I feel like they improved. I was looking at this the other day and – where are snaps? hey? Do you remember what round Patrick Holmes got drafted at? First round, tenth overall. Okay. It, the Chiefs traded up for Buffalo's pick, I believe. Was that a was that a high uh, quarterback first round class? Do you remember? I think it was. Uh, like there was like five or something. Bears traded up to number two to get uh, Trubisky. Yeah. Texans took Watson. I don't remember where they took him, but then the Chiefs traded up to get Mahomes. I don't remember. I'm probably just blanking on who came out of that draft class. Would that have been the, what, 2017 class? Mm, I think it was four years ago. This is Mahomes' third year, right? Third year. Okay. So, yeah, 16 or 17. Oh, yeah. Some good ones in this one. Mahomes, Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, and then Davis Webb, Deshaun Kaiser, Joshua Dobbs, C.J. Beathard. Haven't heard of half of those people. <laughs> uh, Bethard, he was uh, starting for the Niners last year. He was like third. What was he? Their third string, probably. Then he, uh, no, M- Mullins was the third string. So Bethard was second string. Mm. So yeah, right. uh, Trubisky went number two. Mahomes at ten. Watson went at twelve to uh, like I said to Texas or to Houston. I mean, and. Then Deshaun Kaiser was the next one to go at the end of round two. Goes to the Browns. Did you look up that sacks? Oh, Nate Peterman was in this draft. Ooh, Pete Dog. Yeah, he's going to take over for Oakland next year. Uh, Yeah, he was sacked. He was only sacked 17 times this year. So just over one a game versus 26 last year. Well, no, hold on, 14 games, so I forgot about the knee injury. So a little bit more than one a game. 
But still, I mean, you took nine sacks off the board for the year. That's a big improvement. Can you imagine dislocating your knee? No. But then getting told nothing tore. I can't imagine the first part. <laughs> like how how do you get so lucky with that of not getting a worse injury than just dislocating a knee? Oh, he almost played the next week. I'm glad he didn't, but yeah, it's it was in Denver. Or was it that the week after it was when they played Denver? It was, it was a Thursday night game at Denver. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a fake punt in this one. Do you see the fake punt? I did not, actually. Six minutes left to go. Titans down 35 to 17. And Vrabel brings the punting unit on. And I'm sitting there thinking, there's no way he can punt this. The Chiefs have been scoring at will. You know, I was, I was, I was actually typing out. You know, you got to go for this here, and I was actually looking down, look up, and they already had the first down. So I kind of missed it, but you know, <laughs> the game was on the line. I just thought it was so ballsy to bring the punt unit out there. You have because you know they knew they were going to run the fake by taking the punt unit out there. There was no chance they're going to punt it. But they have what you got? Maybe two punt plays, like two fake punt plays versus countless options with the offense like you're just trying to catch the chiefs off guard but if they sell out to stop a fake there's you know you can't avoid it there's no breaking a route or improvising but it, but it worked <laughs> yeah i mean especially with the special team you don't know what's gonna go actually because they can i mean even the defense can disguise something or i don't know a hole opens up and it just ruins everything but yeah, with an offense, you can at least you know run an option or play or um, you can even like trick them and go deep too. Mm-hmm. They you know they don't ever know that. Um, but so Kansas City stopped one last week. That dude I can't remember his name. He's been all over the place, and he absolutely wrecked Ryan Tannehill this game. The one run I think Tannehill did, and all of a sudden I just. He's honey badger laying down on his. No, it wasn't honey badger. It's one who stopped the the fake uh, punt last game uh, against um, the Texans. I don't remember Texans. Yeah, honey badger. It's like a white linebacker guy. Uh, did you see the he the hit destroyed. that honey badger laid on Deion Lewis? I did actually <laughs> smoked him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the Titans scored quickly after that fake punt. They made it thirty five twenty four. And gave me hope they could still cover, and they did not. <laughs> the yep. the updated standings for the Beer Mile Playoff Pick'em Challenge with one game left to go. Nick, I think you might have this in the bag. So I, because it's over, I changed the push to actually give you the push now, so you can actually have your record. So Nick is eight one and one. That would be 17 points in hockey. I couldn't dream about <laughs> being this good at gambling ever. If I woke up tomorrow but, uh, with my head sewn on the carpet, I would not be more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did pick the two favorites. You picked the two dogs, which I don't know why you did. Well, the but, point spread. Uh, I really thought both teams could play. Well, I, I kind of thought the Packers might win. Uh, no bias in there at all. But, yeah, the way the Titans have been playing, I thought that in having beat the Chiefs earlier this year, I really thought that would be a tight game. And so I was happy to take seven points with the dogs. 
Now, if I had the choice, I honestly probably would have taken the Chiefs, but you got to pick that game. And so I don't know if I just talked myself into it or if I was actually happy, but I was happy to take the seven-point spread with the dogs there. Mm-hmm. So I, you go eight, one, and one. I am two, seven, and one. Yikes. Not good, Tana. Not good. Uh, my last note, this is the uh, Chiefs' first Super Bowl since 1969. Nice. We were at a, a bar last year for the Blues Stanley Cup. I think it was it was Stanley Cup. It was first round, actually. And uh, we were losing like to the Jets, and we came back and won eventually. But this guy um, is walking out of the bar, and he goes, 50 fucking years. <laughs> Sorry for dropping that <laughs> bomb. But that's all I could think of <laughs> when they said that. <laughs> <laughs> was this drunk guy at a bar so mad at the blues and just yells at but yeah no congrats to them yeah i mean it's i can't wait to watch Mahomes in the super bowl uh take that troy aikman i remember aikman made a tweet because someone was already saying that Mahomes, Mahomes passing yards or it was either his yards or touchdowns he was already like on aikman's ass for breaking like aikman's career <laughs> stats and Aikman replied on Twitter and said talk to me when he has three Super Bowls and it was just like dude this is his third year in the league (laughs) it's only his second actually starting and they went to the AFC championship game his first year as a starter so he also doesn't have a Hall of Fame running back an elite defense sorry for using the e-word again but shut the hell up Troy Aikman yeah he needs to um and uh, sorry, I feel bad for uh, State Farm. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, State Farm Insurance. Could have been Rodgers and Mahomes in the uh, Super Bowl. but Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. Nope. Oh, we are. That's next. All right. Talk about it. All right. There. That'll wrap up uh, the championship <laughs> round. <laughs> uh, we don't, there's no, there wasn't another game yesterday, was there? There was a, a thrashing, if you want to call it. So I went, I went to Dogwood there in Cape. Uh, I went there Saturday night for the fights, and I went there Sunday night for the games. And the McGregor fight and the Packers game were basically the same. They were both over in about 40 seconds. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so I, um, I even – I am Aaron Rodgers has never looked that bad to me, though. Like, even – like, I, I mean, I'm not a Green Bay fan. I don't really watch him religiously like you do. But, like, his, him and his freaking line were just – Discombobulated like the whole time. They didn't know what was going on. They were what? Discombobulated. I don't know. Okay, so Rodgers was 31 of 39 for two 326 yards and two touchdowns. Like, is that bad? I mean fumbles. Uh I mean interceptions. He had two interceptions and a fumble. Well, he had two fumbles. One was luckily recovered. Three, I remember. Three fumbles, one lost. Three fumbles. One loss. Okay. Okay, but yeah. yeah. I mean, no. He. I mean, he. He will do that. Aaron Rodgers stat. He is one of the best throwers, but he's not. He just. He. He actually threw good against their secondary. Now the picks. Uh, I don't remember who I was talking to about this, but when your defense is giving up those kind of points, and you're immediately forced out of your game plan, you got to start chucking the the rock around like that. Now Rodgers has to throw more, but he also has to take more chances with his throws and try and feed balls where he wouldn't usually have to. And that's going to lead to interceptions when you, you you know the task is too tall to try and be able to make throws. On top of that, I'm not trying to go on a Packer in here, but on top of he doesn't have a lot of weapons outside of Devontae Adams. 
So you're putting him in a very tough spot there. And so it's going to be turnovers. Did you notice how bad his screen game was? Too? Oh, I he don't could not hit someone out of the backfield to save his life. I like don't, I don't understand. Now the Packers are typically a very good screening team. I just don't feel like they had a great game plan for the Niners. That was always one of my biggest things with McCarthy was I never felt like we game planned well. And in this one, it just wasn't a good game plan. I mean, you guys were running it still like in the third quarter, like heavily too. Like you didn't Got establish it. any play action. You didn't disguise anything. Yeah. I mean, you do not, <laughs> not when you're losing by like 20 already. You got to establish like they, run. Hey, all those analytics say if you don't have X amount of rush attempts, yeah. you can't win the game. You got to have <laughs> successful runs, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it just wasn't a good game plan. And, like, when you blink, the Niners were up 20, and then just everything went to shit. So, here, I have a couple reasons why they lost, okay? So, the Packers are – Moster. <laughs> <laughs> I have some Raheem Moster stuff in a little bit. Okay. So, the – the Packers are very good against their own division. So I am putting this loss on the rest of the NFC North. If just one of you would have came to play this year and played us in the NFC Championship, the NFC, I'm going to. There you go. I'm just frustrated right now. I'm telling you, I'm battling through my pit of misery to do this podcast. If just one of those damn NFC North teams could have met us in the NFC Championship game, the Packers would be heading to Miami right now. But no, the Bears didn't show up. The Vikings let Kirk Cousins play. And, you know, the Lions, I mean, let's just be honest. I was just talking about the Bears and Vikings there. If Lions ever win a Super Bowl again, <laughs> Detroit will be burned down for sure. <laughs> again, it's already getting been? burned down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's my second reason. So the Packers roster is built for cold weather, and it's just too warm out in California. So, you know what? I'm putting this loss on everyone who doesn't recycle. Because not only is it already warm in California, but now it's extra warm because of climate change. So, all you people that have been putting plastic bottles in the regular trash and causing icebergs to melt, you just sent the Niners to the Super Bowl. Hey, what beer did you open up earlier? A Michelob. Michelob Ultra? Yeah, I have to start training for the beer mile, so I have to drink healthier. You need to drink a little bit heavier beer than that. Yeah, expand the stomach, man. I'm training right now, okay? <laughs> Did you like my training picture? Uh, no, because it made me hungry. Yeah, that was so good. Some wingies and queso, and I don't know what else is on that plate. Uh, people are asking, were the Niners using buzzers so they knew what the Packers were running on offense? They sure were. I got to credit Pat McAfee for that one. I did not come did up with that. Did he say that? I did not. He, he tweeted it that he thought they were using buzzers. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, I think the, the Packers should fire Mike Pettin, their defensive coordinator. Yeah. This was the best, the best defense the Packers have had since their uh, Super Bowl victory. And this defense honestly wasn't even that great this year. Jimmy Garoppolo. You didn't call them elite. No, they were never elite. They had stretches where the secondary played really good at the beginning of the year. Uh, the end of the year, the defensive line played really good and had a ton of pressures, but they never put it all together at once. They had weak spots all over the place. I think Mike Pettin should be fired. Jimmy Garoppolo was 6 of 8 for 77 yards. 
and they scored what thirty? What was it thirty five? Yeah, thirty seven, thirty seven to twenty. Like I said, I didn't watch that game after like <laughs> halftime. So, <laughs> yeah, it was already over. Uh, Jimmy G's made up his QBR. It's a made up stat. Was fifty one point six. I don't understand that stat because again, it's made up. But I don't think that's very good. I'll be actually talking about him later on in the podcast. All right. So here's my Raheem Mostert stuff. He came into the league in 2015. He has been on seven different teams. He was on the Eagles, Dolphins, Ravens, and Browns, and that is just 2015. Then then he was with the (laughs) – uh, then he was with the Jets, Bears, and Niners in 2016. There he finally found a home in San Francisco. In 2018, he's fighting for a third-string job with Jeff Wilson. He was behind Jarek McKinnon and Matt Breida. Uh, he still got to play quite a bit because of injuries. Hey, where and is McKinnon now? He's still with the Niners. The other day. Yeah, is he just hurt for the last two years? Yeah, so he tore his ACL in the preseason. He uh, signed that contract. He actually has the seventh biggest contract. He's the lone guy in the top eight of running back contracts that his team made the playoffs, but he didn't play at all. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Go on. So yeah, that's fine. Fighting for third. Interrupt me all the time. I know. <laughs> so then the, this past off season, the Niners go out and add Tevin Coleman. So now Mostert and Jeff Wilson are fighting for fourth string. And then Mostert took advantage of injuries in front of him and what playing time he did get. And he was actually the Niners main guy down the stretch of the season. Ooh, did you see that hyperextended elbow by, um, was it Coleman? Yeah. No, yeah, I, he got I hurt. didn't. Oh, my I God. I didn't see the elbow. It, I mean, it looked like a hyperextension, that's for sure. It, it looked like it hurt. So he was kind of, um, he was falling after a tackle, and he tried to, like, keep himself up with his arm, mm-hmm. and you could just see the elbow go too, like, too far in, and it looked painful. Yeah. Yeah, so Mostert had 29 carries, 220 yards, and four touchdowns in this game. I wish he was still a fourth stringer. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you were still a washing machine. I mean, he could have ran circles around that defense and still He did. He He did not really. He just ran straight as fast as he could and got a lot of touchdowns. I don't remember the stat, but he had like 140 rushing yards before contact. (laughs) <laughs> gaping holes <laughs> yeah i i could have ran for like a buck 50 against that defense last night as yeah, a you, would, you would have been sucking on that oxygen though i would have hyperextended my arm because i always go for the stiff arm it's all i ever want to do is stiff arm people so <laughs> i definitely would have got bent back uh, as a team the niners had 42 carries 285 yards and mike Petton is on that sideline saying I know they're going to throw it at some point, and when they do, we're going to be ready. You're not fooling me. And the Niners were like, no, man, we're just going to keep running it because getting like 12 yards of carry. Yeah, your your Green Green Bay Packers are trash. That's for sure. You know what? I'm also tired of the fraud argument. Okay, They played a pretty tough schedule this year and then won 13 games. So if you're saying the Packers are frauds, you can suck it. No, I did not. I just said they were trash last game. All right, well, we're done with Green Bay talk, right? Okay, so I think you've tortured me enough. Can we move on from the Packers? Yeah. I appreciate it. 
What do you want? What do you got next? Tanner? I got some. What's on the ballot? I got some NFL news. Uh, Tom Brady says he's open to playing somewhere else. So maybe the Oakland Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles San Diego Chargers, or maybe the Baltimore Indianapolis Colts. I hope he. I actually really do hope he goes somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I rather see it. I want to stay in. I want him to stay with the Patriots. It's just going to be weird. There is some traction that Phillip Rivers and the Tampa Bay Bucks could be a pairing. I don't really see it just because Bruce Arians wants to throw the ball so deep all the time, and I don't think there's a worse deep ball passer currently in the NFL than Phillip Rivers. Yeah, that's true. The security – oh, uh, go ahead. Him throwing it deep is almost better than punching it. So they should just honestly – let him throw it deep on like third down, like third and long, and just be like, please intercept this and just fall. And it's really a punt. He can only throw it like 30 yards downfield. You can punt it 50, 60 yards. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he he can be the coffin corner punter with his arm. There you yeah. go. There you go. Uh, the security guard that got a little love tap from Odell after the LSU game is not <laughs> pressing charges. <laughs> you call that a love tap? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was just letting him know he had a good game. Viciously. Yeah, just a little slap on the ass. Okay, okay. Man, I'd, I mean, I'd give you a little slap on the ass after every podcast. I mean, I've, I, I wouldn't mind that, actually. <laughs> just, I need some- just, you know, hey, a little, hey, man, good yeah. job. Good, good cast, man. Good pod. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. No, two weeks. Two, yeah. No, it's two weeks. Two right? weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. We should be broadcasting together. In the Cape Girardeau mm-hmm. area. Uh, my last bit of news is Antonio Brown, who seems to always yeah. be making the news. He uh, He's the giver of gifts. Yeah, I still don't know what you're talking about, so I want to hear this. Okay, here is... Adam Schefter reported this on January 16th. He said, Agent Drew Rosenhaus conditionally terminated his relationship with Antonio Brown until the free agent wide receiver seeks counsel. Rosenhaus wrote in the letter that the NFLPA received that uh, he would like to work with AB not until he first gets help. So Antonio Brown quote tweeted it back to Schefter and said, Football season over, you both can use palette of at Dicks by Mail. What is that? Well, Dicks by Mail is our sponsor of the show today. Thanks for asking. Dicks by Mail is a company that will send 100% anonymous bag of dicks by, you guessed it, mail. This bag of gummy penises is a great way to tell your friends, family, loved ones, or enemies to eat a bag of dicks. You can get a bag of delicious gummy dicks for just $15. You can even add glitter or penis confetti. Right now, you can save 30% off your purchase with code Instadix. Visit www.dicksbymail.com to check it out. I think AB just started that company and wanted free advertising. <laughs> so I actually looked it up. This is a real company. You can actually, everything I just read, I actually, I went to their website that is all real. 30% off right now. No free ads, but I mean, 
bag of dicks just got one from us <laughs> or dicks by mail. <laughs> are they, are they dildos or what are they? What the hell? They're little gummy penises. <laughs> that you eat like bachelorette party stuff. Yeah. It's only $15. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. But, uh, yeah. Not actually, if anyone is unsure, they're not actually a sponsor of this show, but Antonio Brown becomes my idiot of the week. Since we're already on the topic, I'll go ahead and name it. But yeah, he's my idiot of the week. He's obviously he's not been able to keep himself out of the news. I mean, the guy, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if anyone has derailed their own career faster than Antonio Brown. I mean, outside of like Ray Rice or OJ Simpson, you know, those were for other reasons. Trell Owens can make a running for that too. Owens had a long, illustrious career. AB was just gone in the blink of an eye because he, yeah, but he was still in his prime, though, when he retired, but no one wanted to deal with him. Yeah, but I mean, Terrell Owens did not nearly derail himself the way Antonio Brown did. Okay. He's literally just done it with social media. Yeah, I mean, why do you get released from the Patriots? His um, rape allegations. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> And then he started. That will do yeah. It. Then he started his campaign of no white women 2020. I don't know how that's going for him, but that's racist, actually, isn't it? I mean, who are we to say? <laughs> We're both white. We can't say that. <laughs> All right. Do, do I do my idea of the week? No. No. We'll go. We'll get into that later. I just right. I put him here in this part of the show, so I figured I'd just go ahead and announce he's my idiot of the week. Uh, That's fair. 13, 13 of the last 15 Super Bowls have been won by the team wearing white. So, it's 49ers obviously lost to the Ravens who were wearing white-ish. I mean, white and black. But, yeah, I'd give the 49ers white jerseys. So, the Niners, the home away team, switch by conference each year. The AFC is the home team this year. Which actually, if you're the designated home team, you get to pick uniform, what which one you want to wear, and then the other team oh. has to, yeah. So the Chiefs had the choice. Apparently, they are wearing their reds because the Niners, Niners wanted to wear their all white '94 throwbacks, 1994, good year. But that's what they wanted to wear, and the NFL said no. Be- yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. Because the NFL's stupid. They are. I mean, the NFL NFL uniform police said no because you can only wear alternates so much in the year. So now the 49ers will be wearing their normal away uniforms, which is the white jersey, gold pants. Mm -hmm. What uh, what bottoms do – are Chiefs all red then? uh, They have – I think their normal homes are white pants. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But they have they have all red, I know. Yeah, they do, but so we will not have a color rush Super Bowl, I do not believe. Okay. Um some running back, some running back stats. We were talking I alluded to this earlier while I talking about Derrick Henry that uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how much Derrick Henry is worth and if the Titans should even pay him. So none of the top 6 running backs made the playoffs. Uh, nine of the top 20 made it, and only 14 of the top 30 made the playoffs. So 
more times than not, the team that has paid a running back not making the playoffs. Now, I thought this was interesting. The Texans actually have two in the top ten. Lamar Miller's the ninth highest paid, and Duke Johnson's the tenth highest paid. Mm. So I actually wrote down like every teams that made the playoffs, their running backs, and where they rank and pay. Let's hear them. Um... You want all of them? No, just give me like three or four. Okay, so we'll do the four teams that played this week. So the Niners, okay. the Niners have McKinnon. He was seventh. Tevin Coleman, 15th. Raheem Mostert, 24th, because he just got a new deal. And then Matt Breida was 145th out of 181 running backs under contract in the current pay. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I know. Uh, the Chiefs. That's bang for your buck. Yeah, the Chiefs had the number 22 highest paid in LaShawn McCoy, who's only making $3 million. LaShawn McCoy is the 22nd highest paid running back. He's making $3 million. Uh, Damian Williams is 28th because he just got that contract extension this offseason. The Packers have the 78th highest paid in Jamal Williams, and Aaron Jones is at 107. So another, when is his contract up? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, and then for the Titans, Derrick Henry, do you want to guess where he was? Uh, probably like 20th. 42nd. One, 1.35 million. And do you want to guess where Deion Lewis is? 120th. 13th. What? 4.95 million a year. That dude, how did he get that contract? Uh, he was tearing it up for the Patriots. Everyone tears it up for the Patriots. Yeah, but remember, Dion looked different, so they paid him. Oh, here's another interesting one I want to do. The Seahawks. Rashad Penny, okay. Rashad Penny Chris Carson. Penny is 26th in running back pay. Chris Carson, 118. It's it's highway robbery, these running backs in there. Like, do they just get bonuses out the wazah? Uh, well, yeah, because a lot of their contracts, like for Zeke, uh, about just over half his contract is totally guaranteed. By the way, that highway robbery saying, um, John Kelly always says that, and I don't understand what it means. What do you mean? Like highway robbery. What does that mean? Like, are are you on a highway or just going fast? Like, what does it mean? Like... (laughs) Does it just sound good? Yeah, sure. It just sounds good, man. Well, then you, what do you, you're acting like I'm an idiot or something. Like, what, you, how did he come up with highway robbery? That's because you are an idiot. How do they come up with that? It's, like, holy jump in and all that. Like, that sounds good. That makes sense. Highway robbery has just been around longer than you, man. Don't, don't think about it too hard. Okay. All right. So, the next segment we're going into is since it is uh, Super Bowls two weeks away, we got media week coming up. So one thing I want to do is during media week, obviously there's a ton of pointless questions asked to players and coaches all week long leading up to the Super Bowl. With that in mind, Nick and I will be presenting our questions that we would be asking if we were attending media week. Okay. Uh, I will go first with the Chiefs. 
This is my Andy Reid interview. Okay. All right. So, Andy, I love the Hawaiian shirt. Uh, oh, did you see I changed our Twitter background? No. I got Andy Reid dabbing as now the background. Nice. Yeah. Did you hear Travis Kelsey when he got hit in the mic after the game? Uh-huh. He's a, he did the classic, you have to fight for your right to party. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so back back to my – sorry, Andy, for the interruption. Uh, my next question is, who packed more, uh, Andy with his Hawaiian shirts or Patrick Mahomes with bottles of ketchup? Um, Andy, will you be coaching the Super Bowl in shorts? Do you think that okay. do you think Patrick Mahomes plays so well for the Chiefs because your uniforms are ketchup colored? And do you think if he played for the Rams, he would suck in the all yellows because he doesn't like mustard? <laughs> um, Andy, have you advised your players, especially running backs, to avoid hotel lobby cameras, specifically ones outside of elevators? Jesus, that's <laughs> fucked up, man. <laughs> I need to stop saying that word, but that's super messed up. Uh, my last one to Andy is, uh, will you try harder than the Packers did to stop the run? Okay. Why is that? Is that supposed to be funny? Am I just – is it – did it go over my head? Uh, the Packers gave up, you know, 285 rushing yards. They Jimmy G. Yeah, I just wanted to make fun of the Green Bay. Game. Yeah, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm about <laughs> to send you a bag of dicks, all right? All right. All right. Tyreek Hill, does speed really kill? Mm. Let's see. Um, I'm actually I, I really didn't get a lot of this because I couldn't think of a lot, but I would definitely ask uh Patty Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus. Are him and Aaron Rodgers really friends? Because I don't think they are. I think they actually hate each other so much. They have they have the same agent. And he's a terrible agent. They have two of the same agents, State Farm and the other guy. Oh, yeah. Just because you have the same agent doesn't make mean you're friends. Best friends. Best friends forever. All right, do you have any ones for the 49ers? Oh, yeah. Okay, you ready? All right, go on. All right. To Kyle Shanahan, ready? Why are you the way that you are? (laughs) And that hat. You got to ask about the hat, right? Um, would, Would you let me interview Kyle? Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. <laughs> why okay. Why is that stupid logo on your stupid hat so small? <laughs> why are you so damn good at scheming personnels? Are you from the future and you already know what defenses are going to run? Are you a wizard whose only magic power is making defenses play shitty? Does your father resent you for being a better coach than him? Uh, what did you do last year to hurt all your players so you could get the second overall pick and get Nick Bosa and then later Debo Samuel? Uh, my last question, Kyle, is um, you suck and go Chiefs go. I don't know how I'm going to top that one, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm really having any, like, just... How'd you get the name Debo? That's a sweet name, man. I know. I want it. Is he older than the movie Friday? Oh, no, probably not. Honestly, do you think he was named after the bully from Friday? 
could be. I, Debo is just a sick name, though. Let's be honest. Like, I don't ever want to say what his set last name is because I just want to call him Debo. Do you think George Kittle can have a less manly name? <laughs> is do you think it's weird that George Kittle shares the same first name with that uh, character from Seinfeld, George Costanza? Why does that matter? I just, like that's how dumb the name George is. Shouldn't be for no Kittle, huh? I'm talking about Kittle. Oh, I'm about George. <laughs> George is not a weird name. Kittle is. For uh, the best tight end in the NFL, like you got Rob, Travis, and then George. Kittle. Like a little kid. Yeah. Little Kittle. It sounds like Skittles. Manuel Sanders actually didn't have a catch in that game. That don't surprise me. Debo had two. But, yep. You did good. I did not do I did not do good. Yeah, the only thing you're better at than me is when we actually put something on the line. Hey, can so, I say something first? What? I completely forgot that you told me to look up those things. <laughs> I'm just pulled up their their stats from last game and see what they did, and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta come up with stuff. So I really did not prepare at all for that. And I remember you telling me to do it, and it just went right over my head. That <laughs> So that's Come. my bad. Me bad over here. <laughs> I'll make it up this this part. Okay, so again, we have uh, our our pick'em challenge. What the hell did I name that? God, Beer mile pick'em challenge. Play, playoff. Playoff challenge. challenge. The challenge of picking playoff games for beer mile. I think it's yeah. what's yeah. uh, So again, that is concluded because Nick is a dick and he won already. Um, but we will be doing a prop bet challenge for the Super Bowl. Uh, whoever wins the or whoever does not win the most prop bets uh, will have a f- extra punishment. So if Nick fails to win the prop bet challenge, he will have to run one of my laps. And if I or if Nick wins, then I have to run the beer mile in a costume. So we would like to hear some feedback from you guys. Send us some costume ideas. Send us some prop bet ideas. For example, we might do over under of national anthem time, uh, who, which team scores first, how it's scored, uh, just a lot of little stuff like that. So send us some ideas for that. And if you know any good spots to run a beer mile in Cape Girardeau, please not within 500 yards of a school or church, preferably, uh, please let us know. You can tweet us at 401 pod and let us know. You better hope and pray to God that it gets a little warmer because it is a freezing right now. What What if my costume involves me getting all bundled up? What if I have to run it as like, like a, an Eskimo? Like a mummy? What if I have to run it as like I Willy. Siberia, if I'm in Siberia? What if... Boy, I all just, I imagine actually is you uh, dressing up like uh, the what is that freaking movie? The uh, the tech. <laughs> We're really really struggling right now. You know, pet detective, the one where he's True. like faking he's mental and he has like the tutu on, and he's like telling the coach he's ready to go in. Uh, Ace Ventura, pet detective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's I it? cannot think Ace Ventura, but no, that's why I want your costume to be. Oh, man. I got to pick. Write that down. Okay. I won't, but. <laughs> uh, all right. So there was a fight Saturday. Uh, if you blinked, you missed it. It was Conor McGregor versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Man, mm, yep. McGregor knocked him out in like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. 40. 40. So you did not even need to know Trump colors in this one because McGregor has his name tattooed on the front and <laughs> Cerrone has his name tattooed on his back. So <laughs> didn't even need to know, like put the graphic up of who's who. Uh, Conor McGregor reestablished himself as a badass after this one. I feel like people kind of forgot how much of a badass he was because of like all the Floyd Mayweather fight and stuff. But, you know, Donald Cerrone, very well-respected UFC fighter, and Connor just tore him a new one. I mean, Connor is, you know, still one of the greatest of all time in mixed martial arts. Um, just because I think he, he, he goes up and down classes. He's not afraid to fight anyone. Yes, he's not as good as, a, like, a wrestler, um, and that's kind of where he gets beat, beat up at. But just fighting itself... There's not many people that are better than him right now. Yeah. Um, I timed my beer perfectly for this fight. Nice. Yeah. So we got there for like the end of the prelims. I grabbed a bucket because the place was busy. So I just got a bucket, went and sat down, enjoyed all the fights. Well, as the Holly home fight was about to start, I went and grabbed two more beers. And I had about one drink left after Connor knocked out Cerrone. So take that last pull, ready to hit the room. Timed it perfectly. Tanner, if you had to guess what weight class you're in, what would you guess? Um, Do you think you'd be a heavyweight? No. I don't don't know what the heavyweights fight at. Never mind, you won. Uh, I would get my ass kicked, that's for sure. Yeah. What's 220 at? 220 is a light heavyweight. All right. Well, there you but go. You're, you're like at the end of light heavyweight. So you definitely get your ass whooped. Yeah. We'll so see. Like light heavyweight starts at 205. Ooh. Okay. Well, everyone fighting at 220 is actually 240. And then they just cut 20 pounds off. Yeah. For sure. And then I'm sitting here drinking Michelob. So <laughs> I would be a welterweight right now. What's that? But I'm re- I'm really close to being a lightweight, which not drinking, just class. What's what's that weight? Welterweight, one seventy. Damn. I'm getting down. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not as. <laughs> I'm, like I said, I, I'm closer to a lightweight though. Yeah, uh, we might get to see McGregor versus Nate Diaz for a third time. Yeah, who cares? Um, Show me something new. Diaz tweeted out, uh, this shit's all fake after McGregor won. And in the post-fight presser, McGregor, when asked about a third bout with Diaz, said, bring it on. So he's good to go. Pass the drug test and let's go. Yeah. Uh, So I posted the fight at 401 Pod. I put the whole fight on our Twitter. (laughs) Uh, Nick did not agree. He wanted it taken down. I said, screw it. I was willing to risk our account getting suspended. So, if you all the 20 people that follow it, 
Yeah. If you missed the fight, go check it out there. If you want to see, it's like a 45 second video that includes before it started and Connor taking a couple laps around the left ring. Uh, but yeah, 10 minutes after I posted that, I checked to see if our account was still active and like my entire timeline was just filled with people posting that fight. So I was actually kind of disappointed. Um, yeah, I don't think they really care. I mean, they care, but it was only 40 seconds. So how much yeah. like that's not even like breaking patent rules or whatever the hell it is. Copyright rules. <laughs> all I do is add a little commentary and yeah, fun. Uh, I have, that's all I have. Do you have anything, anything else about the fight? No, not really. Um, I like seeing people get kicked in the head though. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I have just a little bit of baseball news. Uh, the Astros. So people are pissed because none of the Astros players are really admitting to any wrongdoing. They kind of honestly act like they did nothing wrong. They sound like they've been coached by lawyers uh, Jose Altuve is already turning this into an underdog story, promising that they're going to be back in the World Series. It's like, dude, you're not a single player. You have one of the best rosters in the MLB and not a single player got hit with a suspension. So, yeah, you can easily go back to the World Series. They didn't even need to cheat to be this good with that lineup and that roster. But, but my question is, what are we teaching our kids these days? Because they got caught. And just the GM and coach got fired. So what are we teaching our kids that if they get caught on a test, the teacher is going to get in trouble. My future child needs to know responsibility. (laughs) So is this really like kind of telling the MLB that these pitchers are too good because no other players have been really talking and um, saying that the Astros are, you know, are cheaters. So is it like a everyone does it kind of thing and then they just kind of turn the cheek? Or, like I said, are just pitchers that good nowadays that since, you know, people can't use steroids to catch up to pitchers anymore. Uh, you don't that, need – You, you have to cheat to hit them. You don't need steroids, but pitching's better than it's ever been because – Well, that's, that, how they, that's how they fought it last time at least. Or, well, your big thing right now is though – well, I mean, during the steroid era, the average fastball is probably like 91, 92 – Whereas in every, you know, every team had maybe one guy in their pen throwing 96. Now every team's got a guy in their pen throwing a hundred plus you got starters are averaging 96, 98 on the gun. They got movement on every single pitch. The pitch tunneling has really taken over where a pitcher is going to throw a fastball slider and two seamer all in the same spot. And you can't tell which one it is. And he's going to K up that way. Uh, pitchers are messing with timing more now than ever. You know what the yeah. So, like I said, it's pitching too good right now, and yeah. that's why players aren't going after the Astros. Yeah, pitching's pitching is better than it's ever been. A ton of players are going after the Astros players. A lot of people are very pissed at all the Astros players. But yeah, pitching is much better than it's ever been. And but yeah, like I said, the Astros still had one of the best lineups in all of baseball, so they didn't even really need to do what they did to win. Yeah. That was all I had on the Astros. Or lose. lose. Uh, Another thing I wanted to get to was the Cardinals. They re-signed Matt Wieters. One year, $2 million. Uh, He's going to back up Yachty. I think – now, this could be nothing. This could literally be the Cardinals saying that they want Nizer to stay down, get more reps in the minors. It's because it is only a one-year deal. It could also be huge in saying that uh, the guys after Nizer and the minors aren't ready to come up to back up Yachty. Let's bring Weeders back, a veteran, so we can 
trade, give us more depth. Now we can add Nizer to the Rockies deal for Arnado. So I, I think there's potential that this deal is uh, a little foreshadowing of the Arnado deal. Yeah, I mean, he was a really good backup, honestly. Um, I, he had clutch hits. He, yeah. you know, he wasn't great at defense, obviously, but he did more than any other backup could have. I mean, I, I remember Cardinals backup. So it is like Tony Cruz. He was god awful at batting. Larue. Larue. Uh, what was that? Uh, guy Pena, but he never played because he got injured like the first day. Yeah. Uh, and he hit his catching gear didn't fit. Yeah, in. played for the Reds. That was a terrible signing. Yeah. Uh, who was the one that got kicked in the head? Was that Larue that Cueto kicked in the head? Uh, I don't know actually. I do not. I remember that, but I don't remember anyone getting kicked in the head. Well, I just remember Carp getting like scratched. It up. ended his career. I'm pretty sure it was Jason Larue. They gave him too many concussions. He had to retire because of it. All right. Moving on. That's all of baseball talk right now. Um, well, 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 ah, what? We got to give props to the first woman coach. And then, oh, we... yeah. Go ahead. Alyssa Nacken. Sure. You could have at least tried to pronounce uh, her name if you're going to talk about her. <laughs> yeah, no. I even spelled Alyssa wrong. It's with a Y instead of an I. Um, so she's a new assistant coach under the manager, Gabe. Kepler for the Giants. Kepler, what is Kepler? Um, yeah, and all that really, yeah, all that really says is she's going to help developing, producing, and directing a number of the organization's health and wellness activities. So, don't know what really that means, but hey, good for her. I'm proud of her. Hey, I mean, um, you know, baseball, softball correlates very well together. So there's no reason why women can't. Coach MLB just because they haven't played baseball. You know, again, softball yeah. correlates very well with it. So I'm kind of surprised that this hasn't happened sooner, to be honest with you. Yeah, apparently she was a stud at Sacramento State, I want to say. But, yeah, yeah, good for her. And you see a ton of men's coaches in softball. So, Oh, yeah, you did. I am, I'm actually very surprised it took this long. But, yeah, good for her. Mm-hmm. All right, I have just a quick little TV show news. I saw this. Uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of The Witcher, and they've been, you know, obviously green-lighted for season two. Well, Tormund from Game of Thrones, the big guy, red beard, uh, big fan favorite if you're a Game of Thrones fan, he is rumored to be joining the cast for the second season of The Witcher. So not sure if – he might just like guest star one episode or she's going to be like a full-time part of the show. But either way, I don't even know what character out of the books he would play, but whether he battles with Geralt or teams up with him, I'm pretty excited for this. So I just want to put that in the show. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be the exact same character, but you know, he's entertaining. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, his character was super entertaining in, um, in Game of Thrones, so I think he's going to be a great fit to that show, which I really, you know, I feel like The Witcher and Game of Thrones have a lot of similarities. So, I think well. Yep. All right, uh, let's move on to our final segments. We'll start off with Ban It. We are going to pick something out there to ban. Nick, you start, and uh, you start because I don't have anything. <laughs> I forgot. What? Yeah. You forgot something, too? Yeah. I was... Dude, apologize to our listeners right now. I prepped everything else so much, so I forgot. I'm going to come up with something by the time that you finish yours. So, 
Okay. Um, my bandit is uh, um, new seltzers. So obviously, I I broke down the Bud Light seltzers, and their commercial are dumb too. I hate all of them. Um, but then now Corona's coming out with uh, a seltzer. Uh, I think next week. So I'm just tired of them. White Claw's the best. So why don't we just keep doing that? So I want to ban new seltzers. Ain't no laws when you're drinking white claws. That is true. Um. Oh, and then obviously, I just stupid political commercials when I'm watching football. That would that would help if they did not do those. Who is it? Bloomfield. What's his name? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I know Judge Judy supports him, so I I support him. <laughs> All right. So you can't think of one? I didn't have anything written down. Um, Who are you banning? I'm banning Mike Pettin off the Packers coaching staff. Get him the hell out of there. All right. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, that's not really, uh, I guess, could ban him, but yeah. Yeah, I want to ban from Green Bay. <laughs> Just the, the city? Yeah, like don't don't let him uh, don't let him coach anymore in Green Bay. I even defended him last year, wanted him back, and now I'm done with him. So, all right. Um, what we got next? Let's do who's flying high. Who's flying high? You have no idea how high I can fly. I am a peacock. You gotta let me fly. Uh, I will go first. Yeah, since you didn't have a ban. Yeah. Uh, college basketball. College basketball is flying high. So Baylor was just named the AP poll number one team in the nation. They are for men? Yeah. They, wow. they, now, who they take it from? The Gonzaga? Uh yeah, I'd assume so. So um they are now the seventh number one team in college basketball this year. Yeah, the, the talent is good this year. Um, it's spread out throughout all the teams. I love watching Big East. So, Yeah, and I mean, I think it's really good for the game for college basketball to, you know, to just not have that that dominant, uh, you know, we've seen it with Kentucky, KU, uh, Duke, you know, just not, not have that one dominant team. Uh, it's going to make for some really shitty brackets for me come March, but – I think it makes the game so much more exciting. Yeah, Baylor's fifteen and one. Uh, Gonzaga is twenty and one. I mean, that's kind of surprising. Ooh, yeah, they probably had like an extra tournament or something. San Diego State is number four. Yeah, nineteen zero. Dayton, the Dayton Flyers are seven. Yeah, I just saw uh, St. Louis University lost them like in the last minute or last second or something. So that's really good yeah. for. St. Louis University. Yeah, and Rutgers. Rutgers, they're number 24. I saw that they are uh, in the AP top 25 for the first time since, I believe, 1979. In any sport. (laughs) (laughs) The Scarlet Knights are back. Uh, Ooh, Illinois ranked 21. Memphis, despite losing uh, whatever that kid's name that got ruled ineligible like at the last minute of the year. Uh, yeah. They're still they're fourteen and three and twenty in the nation. So you see, Simo uh, almost pulled off the, the upset against Murray State. I did not see them, and then they lost in overtime. Yeah, go figure. So, yep, we never beat them. 
Yeah. All right, my who's flying high is actually another OVC team. Mm-hmm. Eastern Illinois alumni. So I think we've talked about this a couple times, just me and you, Tanner. Mm-hmm. So there will be two Eastern Illinois alumni at the Super Bowl. There actually could be more. I don't really know, but I know of two. Mm-hmm. We got Tony Romo and Jimmy Garoppolo. Nice. So out of the seven OVC championships, Ohio Valley Conference championships, Tony Romo and Jimmy G account for four of them. Nice. Um, so Tony Romo was there from like 2000 to 2003, won the OVC two years, Walter Payton Award, and undrafted. Jimmy G stepped up in 2010 through 13, broke all Tony Romo's records, um, and was a second round pick. So uh, good for them. It could have been three, actually, if the Saints were in it, which that doesn't make sense, actually, now that I think about it. But Sean Payton was a quarterback there back in the Dizay way back then. Oh, EIU. So, yeah, EIU, man, Panthers, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. They sucked this year. They're they're awful at a lot of things. They're terrible. Yeah, they were good for for 2000 – 2013. Nice. Uh, now you say Romo's going to be there. Uh, he's not calling it. Right, right. You don't think he'll be there? Well, he's not calling it. Is all I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, because Fox has it, so Buck is calling that one. Why does Buck get it? Uh, just Fox got it this year. I know. So, uh, I, saw- I actually did not know that. I thought Tony was calling it. No, Fox has it, so Buck's got it. The last time. Well, I hope Tony Romo's there. Though. The last time that the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, it was called by Jack Buck. Nice. And now it'll be called by Joe. So that's kind of- you like my flying high though. Yeah, man, it's a good one. You, it, actually, that that's the most prepared. I did some research. Yeah, that's the most prepared you sound all show. <laughs> Uh, it's not because I'm, I'm not trying. It's just because I can't put words together and my brain's not working. So, All right, so let's move on to Idiot of the Week. Idiot. If I were an idiot, I'd be driving a Trans Am. If you were driving a Trans Am, you would be the smartest idiot in the whole world. <coughs> idiot. <coughs> You're the idiot. Uh, I'll go first because I already said mine. Antonio Brown. He's my Idiot of the Week. You only have one? Yeah. Was I supposed to do more? I guess I usually do have two, don't I? Yeah. All right, you asshole. Go ahead and say what yours is. Mine's Mattress Mac. What? He bet a million dollars on the Titans to win. Oh. So I guess he's like he's the owner of Mattress Giant or I don't know. Mattress Mac. I don't really know what he owns. I just saw it. But that how I mean it was only paying out three million, so why would you bet a million? for the Titans to win. Like, yeah. That's, that's not even that. Yeah. It's just a dumb bet. And they they were saying there was a couple other big rollers that bet a million, but that was one of the bigger ones. Yeah. That guy should not be allowed to uh, control his own money. Yeah. That was just so dumb. Like, oh. but he is definitely an idiot of the week for losing a million dollars in one. I game. hope he like bought some points with that too. Like bump that spread up. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think the line is going to be for the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I thought it was going to be like minus three, but 
But then I've been seeing a lot of things saying it's going to be not even like it's going to be maybe one or one and a half. Yeah, I would say like Niners two and a half maybe. Okay. Like I I don't know I don't even know if yeah I don't even know if they'll go up that high it might be one and a half I kind of feel like the Niners are gonna be favored though so okay um I do have some random stories too I think you'll like this story but um so I did trivia on Thursday at my normal bar and uh, so there I think there's probably about four four rounds. And one of the rounds was titties. I'm like, oh, it must mean something like uh, Tanner's stupid segment. And uh, lo and behold, no, he was showing movie titties as one of the trivia rounds. (laughs) And I mean, I'm not going to say I'm down for that, but there was like, you know, 10 girls in the room doing trivia and they all looked super pissed, especially my girlfriend. But did you get any right? Not only, yeah, I mean, I got a couple. Like, they had like the three boobs, like Total Recall, um, and then uh, Margaret, whatever her name is from Wolf of Wall Street, Margot, Margot, yeah. Um, but it really just put a weird mood in the room because like guys were like catcalling almost and like saying, like, Where's the tissue at? And it was the most awkward thing I think I've been around in a while. That is like that's hilarious to hear about it. I feel like it would have been awkward there in person, but like Yeah. <laughs> it was so freaking weird. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So also, um I think me and Tanner talked about this a little bit. If we disagree with someone saying someone's elite. We have to give examples of people who are elite that aren't sports related. So just look for that in the near future. Yeah. I, that's why I asked for permission to use use the E word in this one. Yeah. Cause it's, and we're going to refer to it mostly by E word. Yeah. Now that you brought it to my attention. But yeah, basically every episode I've, uh, I've used the E word. So. All right. Um, Less E word 2020. Yeah, so what do, what do you think we got planned for Thursday then, Tanner? Oh god, I barely prepped for this one. <laughs> uh, what do we have? We don't have football to talk about. No. Oh god. We don't have the NFL. We've been piggybacking off the NFL. What are we going to talk about? I hope a trade gets done maybe by the Cardinals. Yeah. That would be nice. Uh, we'll, Wake up, MLB. We'll, get some trades going. We'll keep it loose, you know. Lucy Goosey, pop a couple tops. Ooh, what if we did some uh, some ratings, like some top five lists? Okay. If, if, I mean, if we can come with some good ones, I'm down. To be determined. Yeah. And then, obviously, my movie recommendations have been awesome. Yeah, so. we can come up with a couple. We could do uh, top five. We've put a movie list together before. We can do top five movie lists. One of your top five shoes that you ever ever owned? Uh, we'd have to go back like seven years to accumulate my five pairs of shoes. <laughs> so, like, even as a kid, though, too, even like spikes. Well, the ones I got on right now have been my favorite. I don't know. Do you want to do that one or no? Uh, You've had like the same shoe your whole life, though. I feel like. Yeah, I don't vary. I know what I like, and I stick with it. <laughs> Like my buddy DJ only wears freaking um, uh, Nike Maxes or whatever Air Maxes. I'm very limited when it comes to shoes because 
like when I go to the store, I have a size 13 foot. And so I don't get to choose what shoe I want. I have to see what they have in my size first and then go based off of that. And I can't see I'm the complete opposite because I have size eight and no one has size eight shoes. Because it's right in between, like, not going to lie, kids and adults. <laughs> uh, I have a small foot. I can't shop online either because some brands will have, you know, a, they'll be a little bit too big or too small. So then, like, I've worn 12s sometimes, 14s and other brands. Like, I never know what specific size I'll need. So, like, I have to shop in store. And then they don't really carry 13s. So, buy I think you need to take some notes from my girlfriend because every freaking day I go to her place, there's a new package out there. I'm like, what happened? Oh, I sent the other ones back. Got new ones. Okay. I have never returned something by mail, and I probably never will. I don't trust mail. I think I, I've done it once. I don't, I don't mail things, man. I, I don't like. I don't own stamps. I don't even know. Well, like, when you get something shipped to you, you don't really have to buy a stamp. You just have to buy, like, a return label or something. I really don't know. Well, <laughs> that's like that's why I don't return things. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> the fear of the unknown. All right. This show has really gone off the rails. We're done. That's it for episode six. Uh, yeah, that's it for this Monday. One happy MLK Day, everyone. We will be back Thursday, and I don't know what we're talking about yet, but you got anything else to add? No, like I said, two weeks, your B-Day. Yeah. We'll do uh, We'll do one together. So We might. We might. We'll, we'll definitely have a couple of drinks there. Yeah. We Maybe we'll we'll do some stuff, but. Might do a drunk episode. Might be. Yeah. All right. I think we're good. Yep, that's it. See you guys Thursday. Boom shakalaka. Can you hear me? Yep. God, shit. Hang on. Son of my fat thumbs. I'm trying to send a text and my thumb I'm like keeps hitting the gift button. I keep oh, typing gifts into worst. the text. For the iPhone, we have that stupid like uh like pulse thing and it's always right where like I don't know, it's like by an S or something. And I did always hit that and then send people like my pulse and it pisses <laughs> me off.